Guys, what's going on? I think it's time to do another vlog. Let me just put this here on the uh, holder in the car. It has been a while, guys. It has been a while. So, today I have just dropped off Noah at daycare. Let me just flip this around a bit for you guys. And I have the day to myself, which is amazing because over Easter, we missed out on two days of daycare and uh, it's just been flat out. But um, yeah, I thought I would vlog today and show you a bit of my surroundings. Um, in particular, I wanted to go to Port Arlington, which is a nearby coastal town on the inside of Port Phillip Bay. And it's located on the Ballerine Peninsula, so the left-hand side of the bay. And it's just a really cute, quiet, little town, you know, with a, with a sort of calm beach. You, you guys, if you've been following me for a while, you will have seen this place, but it's absolutely phenomenal this morning. Like I, I got up at like 5.30 because of my uh, son waking up, but I've just dropped him off, as I said, at daycare. And there's fog everywhere, right? You can probably see sort of out the window here that I can only probably see a hundred or so meters in front of me. So visibility is really poor, but it's absolutely stunning. So I brought the camera, and let's just see what we find, I guess. Hmm. I am tickled pink that things aren't going my way. Alright, so hopefully you can hear me okay. We're almost there. A few minutes away. But um, yeah, it's just crazy, isn't it? With all this fog. Something that's really, it really hits me. I, I don't know, as an Australian, as someone who's grown up here in Australia, obviously, and who is always surrounded by eucalypt trees, gum trees, you know, those large trees that have those sharp sort of arrow-shaped leaves. It's interesting when you see them in the fog because they kind of get really highlighted that they have this white background and the leaves stick out like these jagged teeth with this white background. So it's really cool to kind of see these trees. You don't notice them normally, but when there's fog, at least for me, I notice them sticking out a great deal more when I'm just out and about, you know? Anyway, so it's it's cool. We just passed the whiskery where I was doing my work at the um, Bellarine Distillery. So shout out to those guys. Hopefully I'll be back in the future, but it's been pretty difficult managing time in terms of um, Joanna and Noah, right? My two children. Uh, Joanna is now three weeks old. She's doing really well. She's put on a lot of weight. I think she's probably getting close to having added a kilo, maybe 800 grams. So she's almost... I would, I would imagine by now she's probably 3.1, 3.2 kilos, maybe a little bit more, but she's really um, thickened out, fattened out. She's uh, gained a lot of weight, which has been great because um, she was underweight when she was born. She was only 2.5 kilos, so I'm really proud of how she's doing anyway. So yeah, what else can we talk about? It's interesting, I was chatting to this, I was chatting to my dad about this the other day, that a lot of these farms that I can see around here as we drive through are all for sale because I think people have realized, you know, that the land is so, so, so valuable now. People want to buy it up. The interesting thing that I was thinking about though with Dad is that I, I don't imagine that anyone's going to be able to buy these farms and actually farm on them and make a profit because they're selling for millions and millions of dollars now, you know, like uh, an acre block of land out here would be a million dollars. You know, maybe maybe with a house on it. Um, but so if you, if you end up with 10 acres, you know, 20 acres, 100 acres, 
that's, it's going to be millions of dollars and I don't think there's enough sheep or cows or crops that you could fit onto that land to ever actually make a profit. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think all the developers are like uh, wolves circling the sheep, um, you know, trying to sink their teeth into these plots of land and then make a big profit by selling them, um, you know, dividing them up, turning them into property and then selling them at a much higher rate. So it's going to be interesting to see in my lifetime how this area changes because you know at the moment the majority of it is farmland with some of these towns that are kind of spread out but I imagine they're all going to join up eventually and just become one big suburb uh, full of metricon houses that have been all um, you know slapped together very quickly anyway we're almost in Port Arlington and let me show you a shot here the fog's kind of lifted which is interesting so um yeah, almost here. What a wonderful morning. Never mind, she declined to the first day. It was only on my birthday. Never mind all the lines on the highway. Give me time to reflect the big So I've come here to the Dina Cafe. Um, and it's a beautiful spot on the hill here. I'll give you a squeeze, I'll give you a look. But um, I'm dying for a coffee. Man, it's still, what is it? It's not even 8 o'clock yet. Looks like the coffee machine's broken. That's interesting. So I'm gonna have to go up to a different cafe. <laughs> they're like, the moment I walked in there, I think I must have been the first customer for the day. They're like, we got some bad news for you. <laughs> the coffee machine's not um, working and we probably can't give you caffeine yet. Like, no! <laughs> Fortunately, Port Arlington has a heap of cafes, so I'll, I'll let you have a look at the main street here. But I lost a number, never mind, she declined to the first date. I went to Vegas with a roommate, never mind all the lines on the highway. I ain't too much. Alrighty, now we're at the Fine Aromas Cafe, so take two, guys, take two. I'm just having a good day, having a good day, having a real good morning. I'm just Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> uh, time to go back to the beach, guys. To my favorite spot where, as we were coming in, you may have seen all of those old pine trees on either side of the road right near the beach. Absolutely beautiful, especially on hot days. You can go down there and sit in the car underneath the uh, shade of these pine trees and just chill out. This is where I used to come all the time to do a bit of work, get away from get away from home as I was always there and needed a change of scenery from time to time. But um, yeah, just got my coffee, fine aromas hooked me up, hooked me up well. Hopefully these guys over here that we just passed, hopefully they get their coffee machine sorted out. But let's go find somewhere to park. I'll show you these trees. look at where we are and what I had in mind this morning because I'm on my computer to do a bit of work. Hopefully the wind's not too bad. But you put this down. Stunning day, absolutely stunning day. Look at this behind me. So if I click on the screen you can probably see look at all that cloud and this pier going out here. Looks absolutely incredible at the moment with the light on the uh, water as well. I want to sit down here at this table, cars over here, 
and um, enjoy my coffee. So let's get set up. Crazy is modern technology, right? You can work from anywhere in the world nowadays. I've got my phone here, it's got an internet connection, I've got my computer connected to, and I can just work on my computer. The batteries are insane now on computers, so I could be here for you know four, five, six hours, chugging away, doing my work. So I was going to come down here and do a bit of a walking with Pete episode during this vlog. Um, although I don't really know what I was going to talk about. I was going to wing it. I was going to improvise. Um, but then I realized once I got down here that I've forgotten my, um, my dongle for the lapel mic that I have. So I can't plug it into my phone. So sorry if you get a bit of wind, wind noise, guys. Perhaps what we can talk about today is resilience and the importance of getting back on the wagon once you've fallen off, right? This is something that I talk about a little bit from time to time, but a big a big thing, a big subject that I get emailed about all the time from you guys. Like recently I opened the academy and I had a bunch of people signing up to that. Thank you guys. And um, a whole lot of people too sending me emails saying, you know, I've been trying to learn English for years and I just can't seem to get through this sort of intermediate plateau. You know, I, I study really hard and then I feel like I'm don't, I don't make any gains, I'm not improving. And so I just stop bothering or I'm working on my pronunciation for years now and I don't feel like I'm making a big difference. A big thing here is, you know, we have that diminishing returns curve where the more time you spend doing something, especially a skill or a task, and trying to get good at it. The more time you do that, the less you improve over time, right? So initially you get a lot of improvement and then later on you get less and less and less as time goes by. That's that's sort of just a common principle, a common sort of law when it comes to learning anything. And I think it's the same with English. So a big thing that I always tell people who email me is just you have to sort of focus on building resilience. You know, you have to practice just pushing, doing the hard work and getting into it, you know, just diving back in, constantly pushing and adjusting your expectations. You know, that curve isn't linear when it comes to improvement. It's, um, I don't know what you would call it, logarithmic, where it diminishes as time goes by, right? So you have to get used to the fact that initially you're going to improve a great deal and then later on it's going to get harder and harder and harder to squeeze out any improvement from what you're doing. But the good thing is, when you build resilience, when you just keep going, you keep pushing hard, and you see that this is a marathon, it's not a sprint, the results take care of themselves, and you don't really focus on just getting those results and using that as a measurement for how hard you've worked. Instead, I would be focusing on time put in, effort put in, and seeing that as success, right? You know, if you can get into a routine, into a habit of studying one hour every single day, and you do that for a week, good on you. Focus then on doing it for two weeks. Once you succeed at that, good job. And then three weeks and four weeks and then, you know, two months, three months. And you just keep building that again and again and again. And eventually the results will take care of themselves. It's kind of like saving money, right? My dad used to say an expression to me, which was, if you save your pennies, the pounds will take care of themselves. 
an ironic expression because we don't have pennies nor pounds in Australia, although we did in the past. So he probably got this from his grandfather, or sorry, his father, my grandfather. So the idea there being that if you focus on the small parts, the small units, the bigger units will take care of themselves. So for instance, if you focus on, you know, just studying for one hour, just gonna get this hour done, eventually the, you know, days of study, the weeks of study that you're gonna accrue over the time, you know, of your English studying period, it's just gonna take care of itself. It's gonna build up. It's gonna be like you've saved hundreds, thousands of dollars. You've worked up this huge, huge, huge amount of experience over time through these little steps that you focused on. Focus on those little steps. So yeah, I guess that's the sort of convoluted message that I wanna get out there today for you guys. It's focus on being resilient, readjust your expectations. Don't expect to just sit down, you know, save for one day and have enough money to buy a Ferrari. It's gonna take quite a while, right? So it's the same with English. Don't expect to just study for a week, a month, a year, and be the same as a native speaker. You know, you gotta adjust your expectations, make them realistic, and the good thing is once you do this, you're actually gonna feel a lot more comfortable, a lot more confident about your English. You're not gonna be stressed out thinking, oh my God, I haven't achieved anything. I haven't got where I wanna get because, you know, it's like me going to the gym too. Start working out and I think, oh, after a week, how come I don't look like that bodybuilder, you know, who's been training for 10 years and is on the juice, is taking steroids. It's about expectations. So build resilience, just keep doing the hard work, adjust your expectations, think about the time that you've put in, the effort that you've put in, and that's gonna ultimately pay off, right? Take care of the pennies and the pounds will take care of themselves. And compare yourself to yourself. Don't look at others. Don't think about your English in comparison to my English, or your English in comparison to someone else's English that you know. Think about your English in comparison to your English yesterday, or last week, or last year, or 10 years ago. How do you compare to yourself? That's the best analog, right? The best comparison is to yourself, to yourself. So try and do that and just try and aim to be a little bit better every single day. And eventually, you know, like with climbing a mountain, every single step, it doesn't feel like you've gotten anywhere. But after a few hours, you look behind yourself and you're at the top of the mountain. So hopefully that's given you a bit of encouragement, a bit of motivation to just keep pushing. The results will take care of themselves over time. You just have to keep working, get back on that wagon, keep working on your pronunciation, keep reading, keep expanding your vocab, keep meeting people, keep speaking. Your English is going to improve and you're going to build resilience and you're going to be proud of the results that you get, okay? So hopefully that's a good episode for today. That's probably a nice place to stop and um, I hope you've enjoyed Port Arlington. You know what, before we finish up, I might go and do a little bit of photography as it has been too long, guys. It has been too long. I haven't done this in probably six months now because I've just been flat out. So I might get out the old 70 to 200 that I bought ages ago and I've only probably used twice <laughs> and see what we can take. See if I can show you a bit of Port Arlington through the photos that I'll take this morning. The light's pretty nice, although I've probably missed the uh, golden hour. So yeah, anyway, let's see how we go.
Might help if there's a battery in there. <laughs> so, it's probably handy if I show you a bit of a map of the Ballerine Peninsula. Put this on wide angle. So you can see Kerr Lewis. This is where I live. And then you can see up here, Port Arlington. And Ocean Grove is where I used to live, all the way down here where I grew up. So that is the Ballerine Peninsula. And Melbourne would probably be all the way over there. It's funny because I am pretty rusty. So I have to sort of brush up on all my skills with uh, photography again because it's been so long since I've fiddled with, with my camera here. So I'm looking forward to doing that again. And it's beautiful today. Might be some good black and white photos out here. Look at this. So I'm down here at the edge of the, uh, I don't know what you would call it, breakwater I guess, where it's not a pier but it is um, a bunch of these rocks that prevent the waves from getting into the harbour. I'm just checking out the reflection of all of these pylons. Check this out. Shows you how this breakwater works though, right? You'll have all these waves out here. You see how choppy it is. Then you have these rocks that break that up. And then when you get on the inside of the bay, or the harbour rather, you'll see how calm it is and it takes care of the boats and everything inside. Talk about right place at the right time. There's a fish out here that I think one of the fishermen has thrown in the water and it's dead and small and this specific gull keeps trying to pick it up out of the water and fly off. So I position myself in the right place to hopefully get some photos of him as he picks it up. See how we go. Alrighty guys, well that is probably enough self-indulgence for one day. Time to get back to work. Um, but it was good fun going out the pier and sort of brushing up on my photography skills. It's been a while and I uh, got to see quite a bit of cool wildlife. Some birds, I was taking photos of swallows as well as the Pacific gulls and seagulls. And then on the way back on the pier, I got to see a, uh, a banjo shark, which is pretty cool. Banjo shark, maybe banjo ray. I'll have to look this up, but I'll, uh, I got a little video so I'll be able to show you, but it swam right up under me on the pier. Pretty cool. People out here with the same idea as me this morning. I forgot to tell you one interesting thing that happened whilst I was out on the pier. I put the camera up to my eye, was taking a few photos, and all of a sudden felt this really sharp sting just under my eyebrow and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought I'd caught one of my hairs in the camera or something, and then as soon as I pulled the camera away from my face, this native little wasp flew away, so it had obviously stung me in the eye, but hopefully it hasn't blown up. I was like, oh God, what if I go into anaphylaxis or something? Jesus. But um, yeah, I haven't been stung, stung by a bug or a wasp or an ant or anything like that in a long time. So, shots fired. That was a warning, but he uh, flew away. So, 
orders from the wife on the way home. Always check with them if they want something. Do you want a sandwich? Yes, I want a sandwich. Alrighty, so that's been a productive day. <laughs> Got the sandwich from my wife and now heading home finally. Um, but yeah, far out. Nice. I, that was the first time I've been to that uh, bakehouse. So pretty nice. Lots of different food that I'd like to try. I tell you what, and may have may have gotten a little uh, peek at a lamington or two. There was a pink lamington, I think, there. So we'll definitely have to come back. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, I'm Pete. This is Aussie English. This was another vlog episode. If you like this episode, let me know below. And I will try and do more in the future so that I can show you different parts of Australia, different parts of my life, and, um, you know, drop a few knowledge bombs too at the same time. That was pretty arrogant. Maybe not knowledge bombs. Maybe Pete's thoughts. Anyway, thanks for joining me, guys. See you next time.